New England, or a proper happy hour for the Mayflower. As a child, one of my great fantasies was getting to tour Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. It was crushing to learn that no, there are no golden tickets hiding in Wonka bars and no eccentric geniuses willing to let you sample their most experimental creations. But as an adult, I have discovered that a private tour of the original Sam Adams Research and Development Brewery in Boston, Massachusetts, comes pretty darn close to that dream. Chewing on chocolate-roasted malts, getting my hands sticky with lupulin, even catching a forbidden whiff of the mythic wild yeast ale known as the Cosmic Mother Funk, sweet stuff for any lover of beer, or history for that matter, because the brewery, built way back in 1870, practically leaks the stuff. The highlight of the tour comes at its conclusion, seated at the bar in the tasting room. It is a Friday, the brewers have just punched out for the day, and their stories begin to flow like the beer. The sort of inside scoop you don't usually get on the back of a bottle. Over a pint of original Boston lager, the freshest, without a doubt, I've ever had, I learned that Rudolf Hoffenreffer, who owned the facility long before it ever brewed Sam Adams, piped out the excess heat from the brew kettles to heat his own house. In the old days, I found out, there was a tap outside the building that was open to locals and that Babe Ruth used to drop by for a quick mug, or five, and that strange truncated smokestack with only half of the brewery's original name along its side. Hurricane Gloria lopped the top clean off in 1985, and it's read Fenreffer Brewers ever since. There is one story, however, recounted over these end-of-the-day pints that I find even more incredible than the rest. I hear it from brewer Dean Giannacostas, who has been at Sam Adams since the mid-80s, back when it, alongside a few upstarts on the West Coast, was the only American craft alternatives to the brewing behemoths. Still, it's hard for me to believe. How could the Boston lager I'm currently drinking, the beer that effectively started a revolution and altered the landscape of American brew culture forever, had its origins not in some old-world beer academy or state-of-the-art testing room, but rather in an attic buried beneath a stack of old Motor Trend magazines? Yes, Motor Trend. Apparently, this was where Jim Coke the creator of Samuel Adams Beer and founder of the Boston Beer Company, discovered his great-great-grandfather's recipe for a distinctive style of lager, a beer of the sort Americans had once savored in the days before Prohibition, but that had long since been forgotten. It truly was a different, older style of brew, one which eschewed adjuncts, fillers like corn, rice, or wheat, in favor of a higher-quality two-row barley, and called for rare varieties of noble hops to lend it some character. A beer that, lager yeast aside, was much more like the darker, hoppier, high-gravity ales of New England's first settlers than the diluted pilsners that eventually came to supplant them. As something of a visionary, and a rebel, Jim Coke recognized this right away. And if the story is to be believed, he also lost all his kitchen wallpaper in the process. According to Dean, the steam from brewing his first batch took it right off the walls. I thank the brewers once the beers are done, and I make my way back downtown. I still have a couple hours to kill before my bus departs for New York, time enough for one more stop before leaving Boston. The Bell in Hand Tavern 
Admittedly, it is something of a tourist stop, and yes, the flat-screen TVs don't lend themselves to historical reflection. But the place was built in 1795, just a dozen years after the American Revolution. And it doesn't take much imagination to envision what the bar must once have been. It was in taverns just like this that the first rumblings of independence began, as men like Sam Adams and John Hancock capitalized on an age-old English tradition of airing gripes and planning next steps in the local alehouse. The bartender asks me what I'd like, and I see that Sam Adams brews a special colonial-style ale just for the bell in hand. I order one, with a bowl of chowder to go with it, and with the first taste of the pint, realize that perhaps the story Dean told me about the origins of Boston lager isn't so far-fetched after all. If American democracy itself could have been born over mugs of beer in a humble tavern such as this, maybe a long-lost family recipe could have ignited the flame that would reintroduce regional craft beer to the American mass market.